Hello everyone. My name is Gunjan. I am a lawyer by profession, but this podcast is not about law. It is about Ram. As is wont with most of us, we turn to spirituality at some point in our life. More often than not, this happens when we go through some sort of existential crisis in life. My journey began almost two decades ago. It began with Ram because that was what I grew up with. The recitation of Hanuman Chalisa every morning, hearing stories of Ram, grandparents insisting Ram Ram as a greeting, were all a part of my growing up. So it was obvious that I would go to him as a start. However, that did not last long and I progressed to other more academic stuff, for want of a better word. I started with the wisdom of the Vedas, of which I read many translations and commentaries. Then I moved on to the Upanishads and the Purans, including the Vishnu, Shiva and the Bhagavad Puran, and various others. And then finally came the journey into the Bhagavad Gita, the Ashtavakra Gita, the wisdom of Buddha, and the teachings of the masters like Ramakrishna Paramhans, Vivekanand, Aurobindo, Ramana Maharishi, Osho, and finally the most exciting of the New Age writings of authors like Amish, Ashok Banker, Epartha Sarthi, Devdat Patnayak, and many, many others. It was a lovely journey and I thoroughly enjoyed myself. My academic knowledge kept increasing, my imagination became larger in scope. However, I felt I wasn't being able to improve my lot because of it. I still remained the same, felt the same. Everybody made sense and nobody made complete sense. I loved Buddha but couldn't bring myself to do what he asked. I understood the Gita and the Gyan, theoretically speaking, but couldn't relate to it. I had a desire and an intent for spiritual growth. But my desire to achieve the calm and peace brought about by a promised state of higher consciousness wasn't overpowering my desire to succeed in my career, which on the other hand was always subservient to my desire to be a mother. My success always felt a little incomplete without love. And the pursuit of love always brought me back to square one at the doorstep of the one person that I loved most, my daughter. And so life went in circles. That is when I started looking at all the theories and the gyan critically. I stopped following but started analyzing. The analyzing was also an interesting journey. And I realized that all that I had read had a common thread which was threefold. The first of them was that everyone seemed to be saying that one should meditate, one should be mindful, one should be dispassionate. And there were more than enough variants out there to practice each. Some said, write a mindfulness diary. Some said, focus on the lotus feet of the Lord. Some said, do yoga. And I must admit that while I tried all of that, and all of it helped, but none of it made a permanent impact on my life. I still felt the same. I still went through crisis in life. I still struggled with 
daily chores and while they all helped my life in general the quality of it wasn't improving the second commonality was that everyone seemed to be saying the same thing whatever you see whatever you feel whatever you think is all illusory nothing is the truth nothing is reality you are in a dream state etc ashtavakra's gita explains this most succinctly in my view i resonated to that and i had some experience with the impermanence of emotions and circumstances what what felt like a crisis was gone in a few weeks the fears were replaced by new fears all of it was happening simultaneously and i still was confused about how was it helping me in my daily life i was still feeling i did not even want to become an unfeeling robot there was a crisis there were fortunate as well as unfortunate things happening and in the middle of it just chanting sab mohmaya hai wasn't really helping me the third common factor was that irrespective of whatever master you were following at the time they were only preaching either of the two schools of thought the dwait system or the advait system the dwait system was preaching that there is one god and you are his children or you are his subjects and that he was some external power that would come and help you if you prayed enough and then of course there was the advait system which was the monotheistic system where they said that it, everything is energy and you are a part of that energy bhagavad gita also seemed to be explaining that we that we are all divine we are all a part of that one big energy system i personally resonate with the advait system simply because i find it easier to accept that i'm not a beggar who's praying and hoping for an outside power to come and sort my problems out for me praying meant an internal exercise to develop strength to find the motivation and the inspiration to take action and make my problems go away because i have a natural tendency towards this thought process i resonate with the advait system having said that i also realized that surprisingly no one was talking about being a human being i think this is because this was just assumed that as we were all born humans we would automatically know what it means every time you asked the famous questions of who am i what am i the answers you received were very fancy i am divine i am a subject of some god i am energy but no one really said you are human and this is what humans are and that's when i realized that all masters speak of their journey their experience and their success at achieving enlightenment even bhagavad gita is about krishna giving gyan and that is when i went back to ram being the maryada purushottam the perfect human being people all around made jokes about hanuman's devotion 
questioned Ram's every action, whether it was killing of Bali or the treatment of Shrupnakha or the greatest sin of all, his treatment of Sita. Nothing he had done seemed completely right. A logical mind would think that it would be easy to remove him from a pedestal and relegate him to ordinariness. Despite all this, we seem to be still living in a society where Ram Ram was still a common greeting, where elders looked at a couple and said Sita Ram Jesi Jodi hai, where Ram Nam Satya hai was still the chant accompanying a person on his final journey. I also wondered that though Ram's life was almost an entire bucket list of violence, from Mantra's palace politics to Tadkart, Shrupnakha, Bali to Ravan, yet he evoked a devotion in a person like Mahatma Gandhi who abhorred violence. What was it about Ram that he refused to go away from our ethos? What was it about Ram that I seem to be missing? None of the Ramayans really offer an explanation on what he was thinking or a justification for his actions. Unlike Krishna and his Bhagavad Gita, there is not a single explanation about the truth of our existence. Valmiki's Ramayan does not even attribute a divinity to Ram. He is merely a hero, not the first one nor the last in our mythological history. Then why is Ram who he is and what he is? Considering we are judging him on all his actions and he seems to be failing on our judgment scale, why is he still the benchmark of a perfect human being? Why pictures and idols of Ram find a prime space in our small home temples, but still, unlike Krishna and Buddha, doesn't adorn our walls as artwork? What is this grudging respect or a hidden devotion towards Ram? Why do we still want people to say Bilkul Ram Jaisa Beta hai, Ram Jaisa Bhai hai? Why do we still think that Ram Rajya was the golden age? The more I reflected upon it, the more I internalized Ram. Once I did that, I realized the hidden messages in the stories of the Ramayan. I began decoding them in my mind and then applying them in my life. That is when I saw the magic of Ram. If you are struggling with Ram as I was, then this podcast series may give you a perspective that you may resonate with. For all of you out there, if you are confused about how to progress as a human being in life, to feel that you are in a stress-free natural state, to find peace, happiness and joy while completely steeped in life, then this podcast series may help you with a perspective that you may not have considered so far. I hope you will listen, think and reflect upon what's being said and decide if it works for you. I look forward to hosting this series and hope it will help you find your Ram.